whatever else. Make it nice for her. Make it a nice. And to make it a nice, that's what we're going to do today. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages. Welcome to Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. I am Tony Visick. We come to you six, count them six. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. Is that right? Did I get to six? I did. Seis, seis. I left out seis. Six days a week. 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We are your daily distraction. All the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla in the world. Today, we come to you on three platforms. Comedy Schools, RadioNetwork.com, where you can simply sit back and listen. YouTube, Comedy Schools, and right here on a Facebook Live. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your buddies, tell your pals. Shout it from the rooftops. Sing it from the mountains. There's something to do at 2 on your social media. Tell people to become my friend on Facebook, Tony Visick, V-I-C-I-C-H, and I will uh, engage in friendly banter with them. It is uh, Tuesday, December 29th, the year of our Lord, 2020. I know a lot of people said, I can't wait for this year to be over, but nothing's really going to change January 1st. It's not like January 1st, we go, oh, and the gates of uh, heaven are going to open and manna is going to fall from the sky and... All that sort of thing. It's still going to be a little bit more of uh, the same. Uh, But this just in, ladies and gentlemen, this is important. I just got important breaking news right here from another than the uh, salty pizza man himself, Jim Perry, that uh, JP's Comedy Club, 860 East Warner Road, Gilbert, Arizona, now has a uh, liquor license. Ta-da! We got us some liquor. Do you like liquor? Do you want to get all liquored up and laugh? Well, we got it for you. We do have a, uh, uh, believe it's a beer and wine license. We ain't got no hard cider yet, but you know, good things come to those who wait. So uh, when you come down and see Jim and I, Jim. Jim, what if I pronounce your name like this all the time? Hello, Jimmy. If I talk totally normal... Like this, not that I talk normal, I talk abnormal. I do, I'm an abnormal talker. Uh, but whenever I said your name, like if I said my wife's name, I said Shirley, said my grandson, grandson's name, Sullivan, said my brother's name, Jerry. But when I said your name, I went, Jimmy. I think I'll start doing that. Jimmy and I will uh, <laughs> be performing, not preforming. Uh, we're already preformed, we're prefab. Uh, I'm actually prefab. I'm from before the Beatles. <laughs> uh, we'll be performing uh, Thursday night at 7 p.m. at JP's Comedy Club. JP'sComedyClub.com. It is the New Year's Eve show to see. All the other New Year's Eve shows in town are going to suck. Ours is going to be fantastic. You know why? Because we love you. We love people. We're not doing this for us. We're doing it for you. We're doing it for you. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. I'm going to do uh, new material about uh, old stuff. Because everything I have now is old. (laughs) No, man, come on down and watch. You're going to have a good time. We'll be doing a North American countdown, 9 p.m. It'll be a stroke of midnight. Uh, It'll be hitting the North American continent up in Upper Canada. So we can can celebrate a North American countdown at 9 p.m. here in Arizona. And we're going to do it. We'll be the first, the first to ring in the new year. In the greater Phoenix, greater Gilbert, uh, a greater Chandler, 
greater Mesa area. We're going to be there. We're going to make it happen. Uh, you can get tickets by going to jpscomedyclub.com, jpscomedyclub.com. Can't make it in? Still want to see the show? Scroll on my Facebook page and you will see a way to get a Zoom link and be able to watch the show live from the comfort of your own home or your prison cell. Maybe you're in prison, but they gave you a phone for New Year's and you'll be able to watch from there. Uh, be a part of the festivities no matter where you are in the world today. Okay, uh, Jim Perry says that his wife used that voice. We still keep it at home. Jimmy, I, you know what? You know what? I'm going to ask your wife the next time I see her. We go. Do you ever say to him, "Oh, Jimmy"? I'm going to bet. No. So <laughs> that's what I'm betting. Who all is watching right now? We got Jim watching, of course. Uh, Manny Hernandez, very funny comic, who's headline JP. Steen and Mike Lawson, my old friends from back there in good old Missouri days. Uh, the whole family's turned together. This is not a podcast. This is a community. This here's a community. I have been cleaning up the home office. Now, you can't tell. And especially on YouTube, you're looking at it and going, really? It doesn't look like it. So that area behind me is not going to get cleaned up that much. That's my special area where I work. That's where I do my work. Uh, but the rest of it, moving forward this way, we're cleaning it all up. Uh, um, we got uh, family members coming in to visit. Yes, they're getting tested right before they come, so shut up. Okay, uh, they're coming in to visit, and we are making this room hospitable for company. Speaking of company, I got my co-host here, my occasional co-host finally. and grandson. Here we go, finally, Sullivan been, Ramirez Jr. I've been here, but... You've been here? I've been here, like, probably for about a week, and, but I've never been on the show for about a week. Why not? Because I've been always busy, because I've always had to go in the car. I've they can't see you on Facebook right now. you got to come over here to be on Facebook. There we go. There, now you're on both. Either because I, um, either my mom took me somewhere, or I was at my dad's. Yeah, but now you're back. Yes. Now tell the folks what you and I are doing tomorrow. We're going to this, well, not really going, but ordering this thing called Mr. Beast Burgers. Mr. Beast Burgers. Now, this is a fascinating thing that I found out about from him. Yeah, I already showed I showed him the blue Biden water uh, earlier. We'll do it again. But uh, Sullivan told me about something to some YouTuber, and this YouTuber uh, uh, is like a famous YouTuber. He's so famous, I don't know who he is. But he was Sullivan was telling me that he started his own burger joint, his own burger place called Mr. Beast Burger. So I checked it out online and it is a monster this guy is brilliant this guy is brilliant now here's what he's come up he's come up with his own burger line he announced on december 19th he was opened up 300 stores you know has 300 stores open up and it's all connected up so there's not an actual mr beast burgers restaurant he didn't go out and rent out a place and put up a sign he did it all through social media all through apps advertising on youtube and using existing kitchens like for instance in scottsdale the Book of DeBeppo up there set aside part of its grill, part of its cooking area to make Mr. Beast Burgers a Mr. Beast Burger menu. And then you can order it and they bring it. And I'm just fascinated with this. And it makes sense. And the restaurant's got to be loving it right now because restaurants have to work at 50% capacity and then try to make it on takeout. Now have this other product. And of course, all the food delivery places must love it because it's a super hot thing. It's a super hot thing. Now, here's the problem for Sullivan and I. Sullivan and I have a problem. Now, any smart comments from the rest of you. They don't deliver 
to the entertainment capital of Arizona, Maricopa, Arizona. I cannot get a Mr. Beast burger or one of their grilled chicken sandwiches or one of their grilled cheese sandwiches. It's a smash burger, and it's supposed to be delicious. Delivered to Maricopa. So he and I are getting in a vehicle tomorrow, along with the wife. We're going to take the wife. Uh, and we're going to head up to our granddaughter place in Tempe and use her address for the delivery and then have a big social distancing picnic in the park. And that's going to be the show tomorrow. By the way, the show tomorrow will come to you from a park in Tempe. From a park in Tempe where we'll be sampling Mr. Beast burgers. But you know, that's, um, I don't know, I think I was talking about it yesterday on the show. Uh, one of the reasons that um, this whole country hasn't fallen apart yet and never will. This whole country hasn't fallen apart yet and never will is because of guys like this Mr. Beast Burger guys. Because of people like Jim Perry. Don't blush, Jim. Because of people like the people who take my workshops. People who sit there and go, I have an idea. And they act upon it. And sometimes when the idea doesn't work out, they don't go, okay, I'll never do anything again. They act on another idea. Americans are not employees. Americans are entrepreneurs. Even when we were employees in large manufacturing places, a lot of those guys had second jobs, hobbies that they did. They got themselves actually involved in the manufacturing of things. The labor unions helped lift people out of poverty and out of... Uh, 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 impoverished conditions. And there was an entrepreneurship going, all right, sure, we're here doing these machine parts, but damn it, we're vital and we don't want to be treated like machines and making sure that workers are treated like human beings. And human beings have hope. And with hope, you have ideas. And it's a long way to say, and I'm eating two of these goddamn burgers tomorrow and I'm going to make myself sick to my stomach. <laughs> I'm on this new kick now, uh, and you can't tell by looking. Because uh, I always look good from about here to here. From here to here, I look okay. But uh, I've dropped some weight. Dropped a few pounds. Because I'm not eating at night. I'm not eating at night. Now, I don't know how you guys... Look, all of us... And you know how America's still doing okay? Jenny Craig's still in business. Nutrisystem's still in business. That's how we know we're still doing okay. Most of us are still trying to lose weight. Instead of gain it. Unless you're like pumping iron. Then you would put on some pounds. So, I have, I'm not eating now after 5 p.m. Now, that doesn't sound like a big deal to a lot of people. If you get up at 6 and you're at work by 8, or you get up at like 5 and you work at 7, get up by 8, you get the point here. I don't have to go through all of that. Okay, you get up in the morning, you have a breakfast, you have a lunch, you get home, you have dinner. You go to bed around 9 or 10. You have dinner around 5 or 6. Not a big deal. Okay, uh... But for me, I don't go to bed till two or three. So if I don't eat after five, I've still got half my day. It's like five o'clock is when I would eat lunch, four or five. And then I have dinner at eight or 10 at night. But I haven't been able to keep the weight off and I got to lose weight. So I've been dropping weight, not so much by changing my diet, which I need to do because I still eat like I'm 12. But by just not eating at night. So I don't know what you guys are doing diet tip-wise. And like all crazy people, I decided to try to do this over the holidays instead of waiting until after the holidays. I'm going, of course, on the holidays, there's going to be cookies and candy and cake and, and all these uh, rich foods and all this sort of thing. 
But uh, now I got to do something over the holidays. We get that anxiety. So I don't know if you guys have any dieting tips or if any of your dieting, or if you even care about any of this. Angela Fox says to us, does Sullivan know James Ralston odd ones out? I know James' mother because she is the one uh, that brought the cla- I brought to the class that one time. So I don't know if uh, Sullivan know who James Rawlinson is. And Sullivan has, uh, he's made his guest appearance and has left. So uh, we can't ask him, but I will ask him after the show. Uh, is that got to do with uh, Beast Burgers, Angela Fox? Because uh, that's where we're going to be doing the show live from the park in Tempe tomorrow while we're eating Beast Burgers. You know why I can do it tomorrow? Because all of my, um, all of my uh, meetings are online tomorrow. Everything I'm doing on tomorrow is online. I got uh, you guys at 2 o'clock. I'll be with you guys at 2. 3 o'clock, I got a doctor's appointment online. 6 o'clock, I got a great workshop online. So uh, I can do that from anywhere and everywhere. You know, uh, that wasn't it the odd thing when this all started. When so many of us began to work from home. So many of us began to telecommute. You know, uh, people who never thought they would. Uh, I didn't really think I would, but we have. You know, wasn't it an odd thing? I can do this many in the, where in the world, but then, you know, you couldn't travel anywhere. <laughs> so I can do this from Spain. No, you can't go to Spain. I could do some England. You don't want to go there. So hopefully this will all clear up soon. But of course, we're hitting some glitches, aren't we? We're hitting some glitches. Who's surprised that we were supposed to have 20 million vaccines in people's arms by the end of the month? And right now, we're at 2 million. That's a lot of people. If all those people gave me five bucks, I wouldn't have to do this show. Okay? But, but. It's not a lot of people when it comes to vaccinating 340 or 360 million people. I don't know how many there are here anymore. 340, 360, something. It's a lot, a lot of people. We're supposed to be at 20 million. And when the member of the federal government who's in charge of all of this was questioned today on the news, he goes, well, it's a state and local responsibility. Consistently throughout this pandemic, which is worldwide and dealt with in every other nation on a national plane any problems were kicked to the curb were kicked to the curb you know instead of going we can do better to go well we don't have a national rollout we need a national rollout of these vaccines these vaccines need to be rolled out like we have been attacked from the air because we have been attacked from the air like we had attacked from the sky like an enemy they've said it an unseen enemy has attacked us and we're just engaging in skirmishes so don't call your neighbors, don't call your friends, don't call your neighbors, don't call your pals. Call your representatives. Call your senators. Call your city council people. Start screaming and kicking, going, we need a national strategy. We need to have this country. We're supposed to have 20 million people by the end of uh, the month, and the end of the month, baby, is Thursday. But once again, just like they failed to deal with the, vac- uh, the virus effectively, they're failing to roll it out. I can't wait to see them gone. It's got nothing to do with the way someone talks, whether Republican or Democrat. I just always knew that this guy would blow the big one. Guys like him always do. Untested, spoiled, rich boys always blow the big one because they've never had to deal with the big one because they've already gotten out of everything. Meanwhile, you stay safe, you stay secure. I know, uh, I think our neighbors... Uh, near us, uh, great neighbors, uh, Allie and Joe, three great kids. They're in uh, healthcare, so they have gotten their vaccines, and I'm happy for them. Their little girl had contracted COVID. She's fine now. 
Uh, but they've gotten their vaccines and we're starting to hear more and more people getting them. I'm getting it the first chance I get. When they go, you're up, I'm in line. I'm getting the shot. I'll snort the stuff. I'll drop it, put it on a little piece of paper with Mr. Natural on it. I'll stick it under my tongue and wait till I see colors. I don't care. I will take it. I'm taking it for me and I'm taking it for you. All right? Some people are tired of taking it. I'm not tired of taking it. Uh, all right, let's get to the music. Let's get to something really fun today. Uh, Tina and Mike Lawson said they too will be taking a vaccine. Let's get to something really fun today. So um, <clears throat> we're retiring the albums. By the way, since uh, towards the end of March, middle of March, end of March, since we started doing Living on a Thin Line as a regular podcast, uh, an important component of it has been the second half, which we're now in, where we talk about music. And what I started doing was working through my vinyl album collection. Now, we can't play the music because of musical rights. So we become more of a, uh, <coughs> of a, uh, a scholarly kind of show, if, if you could call it that, about music, about my favorite music. And then we post links, and hopefully you'll uh, click the link and listen to the songs. So that's what we've been doing. And I've got about 500 albums, five 600 albums. And uh, I've gone through almost all of them. Now, there's some that are so obscure or rare, or some that are doubles, or some that are like a lesser-known album by a popular band, and there's really no sense, but we've gone through almost all of them. Some of them we've done twice. So we've been incorporating our CD collection, which is just about as big, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 500 CDs. Like many of you, I entered the CD era after a short-lived bad flirtation with the cassette era. We went from vinyl to 8-track very briefly. That was like a cheap date. When I'm not going on that again. You know, there was actually two track and four tracks right before eight track. And I had an eight track in my 68 Le Mans. Yes, I did. Uh, but then we moved on to cassettes because they weren't as bulky. But the tape would often time get mangled up in the player. And then we moved on to CDs. So uh, the CD era lasted all the way up into uh, the time of uh, the download era. And I kind of feel bad for, uh, I feel bad for, I don't, there's a lot of people in the music industry not to feel bad for. There's a lot of bad people in the music industry. But there's a lot of great people in the music industry too. And I feel bad, especially for artists, songwriters. Songwriting used to be a very lucrative profession. You get someone to uh, do a hit song that you wrote or get many people to do it. You're going to make good money off if you hadn't sold the publishing that gets into the bad people part. Uh, but songwriting, singing, recording, there was money to be made in, in selling the product. But now that it's downloaded, uh, I think it was uh, some country singer, I forget who, goes, here's the weird thing about my industry. This was just a couple of years ago. He said, when I was a little boy, you went to the store and you bought 45s, just bought single records. I remember that. I remember doing that. We've shown a couple here on the show. He goes, and they cost 99 cents. He goes, here it is, 40 or 50 years later. Now you don't download one of my songs for 99 cents. He goes, it's like the whole thing has gone backwards. So the CD era was probably, it wasn't as great. The thing with CDs is they seemed to last longer because they were harder to tear up. They didn't get scratches or tears. They still had album artwork, but it wasn't great album artwork. The vinyl album artwork one day will go down in history as some of the greatest artwork of the 20th century. Fun pop art. It certainly will. All right? And so on the CDs, but not with the downloads. So there's another industry, another job. Uh, the uh, graphic artist who designed those things 
is gone. I'm sure to get picked up someplace else. But I got a fun CD here today for us to talk about. This CD is actually from a movie, but incorporates a lot of things I love. And it's from a movie that's forgotten out. It was very popular when it came out, and then really kind of came and went. And it is uh, Honeymoon in Vegas. So Honeymoon in Vegas was a uh, late 80s, early 90s sort of rom-com, but uh, an adult rom-com. That was not the, remember all the 80s uh, teen sex movies? On one crazy night during one crazy summer, three guys will meet three girls. Well, they'll be popping it, doing it, flipping it, touching it, letting it go, busting it loose. It wasn't one of those. Okay? Uh, it dealt with a theme that was also dealt with in an earlier film with Robert Redford and Demi Moore. Uh, and this, Nicolas Cage, and also dealt with uh, originally with Albert Brooks and Coming to America, uh, having to do with uh, people and desire and gambling. So the Redford film, I forget the exact name of that, I should know that film, where he offers Woody Harrelson $1 million to be able to spend a night or a weekend with Demi Moore. All right? Um, yeah, something like that. Then, of course, there was Albert Brooks coming to America where he lost his job and him and his wife get in an RV and they're going to do their journey across America in an RV and they get to Vegas and she gambles away all the money. She gets up while he's asleep. In this, Nicolas Cage... Gets overextended with a mobster in Vegas while gambling and owes him a lot of money. And the trade-out is that he gets to date his, his wife or girlfriend, Sarah Jessica Parker. And for such a dark theme, for such a dark theme, it was handled lightly and funny and hilarious. And Nicolas Cage was actually quite good in the film. Okay, so and that, that's saying something. That's saying something. He made more than one face. Moonlighting and Honeymoon in Vegas. After that, I'm not too sure about him. I always liked him, though. I never disliked him. I was like, oh, this guy sucks. This guy's a jerk. Uh, but anyway, Honeymoon in Vegas had a really fun soundtrack, and that's what we're talking about today. And the soundtrack was all Elvis songs done by popular artists of the time. So on this, you've got All Shook Up done by Billy Joel. Billy Joel, who was, let's face it, was a punk rock version of Elvis. Especially, you, know, you listen to Rock the Cradle of Love, and you go, yeah. And I always liked Billy Joel. White Wedding, all that stuff. I got a kick out of him. Uh, Wear Your Ring Around My Neck by Ricky Van Sch Love Me Tender by Amy Grant. Burning Love by Travis Tritt, and it's a hot version of Burning Love. Heartbreak Hotel by Billy Joel. Are You Lonesome Tonight with Brian Ferry. Really pretty. Suspicious Minds by Dwight Yoakam. And I'm going to stop there for a second. Because this is where a big controversy pops up. Okay. There are four well-known versions of the song Suspicious Minds. Four well-known versions of the song Suspicious Minds. And of course, there's the Elvis version. Girl in a trap, Then there is, of course, at the height of his popularity as an outlaw country player, Waylon Jennings, Waylon Jennings version. We're caught in a trap, rocking walker. Then... For the alternative crowd, there was the fine young cannibals. And then, of course, Dwight Yoakam, who, uh, let's face it, is uh, uh, truly a man inspired by Elvis, too, if you ever saw one of his stage shows, doing Suspicious Minds. Four versions of Suspicious Minds, all of which sold well, all of which were hits, at least within their vertical. Elvis is probably being the biggest hit. It is my contention... Ladies and gentlemen, here now, 
that Dwight Yoakam's version is the best version of Suspicious Minds. Better than Define Young Cannibals, although I like that one very much. Better than Whalen's. I like that one very much. Better than Elvis's. I love it. It is the hottest track. The hottest track, Dwight Yoakam's Suspicious Minds. Also on this, we got You're the Devil in Disguise by Trisha Yearwood. Hound Dog, performed by Jeff Beck and Jerry Lieber, who actually wrote it. That's All Right by Vince Gill. Jailhouse Rock by John Mellencamp. Blue Hawaii by Willie Nelson. And uh, I Can't Help Falling in Love by Bono. So uh, we're going to go with Suspicious Minds by Dwight Yoakam as the track we're going to recommend from the hit soundtrack from the hit song Honeymoon in Vegas. Elvis Presley hits performed by all the aforementioned people. Now, if you get a, set, a chance to download that track, that album itself, it's just a fun, fun album. And they all do a fantastic job of doing this. I mean, I've got other CDs like that. I've got a whole bunch of people doing uh, Hank Williams stuff, that sort of stuff that we're going to be talking about later on. But uh, I would also, if you would ever jump in, listen to Travis Stritt's version of Burning Love. It's just super hot. It's super hot. It's really, really good. So that's what we're recommending today. Plus, I threw a little, uh, I threw a little gasoline on the fire music-wise and said that Dwight Yoakam's version of Suspicious Minds is better than Elvis's. You're welcome to fight me on this all the time. Don Shell uh, just said, uh, uh, Joni Mitchell was a favorite album artist. Yeah, yeah, we talked about Joni uh, a month or two ago. And uh, fascinating woman. The songs that were written about her. The songs that were written about her. You know, all of that, that kind of magical musical thing that happened up in Laurel Canyon in the late 60s with all those uh, uh, people living up there, Joni and Crosby, Stills, Nash and & Young and the Mamas and Papas and Frank Zappa and gosh, who knows who all uh, was all living right up there in the canyon. Uh, Shirley and I have eaten there at the store. The general store used to be a drop. I used to flip from Hollywood over to the valley past that store all the time. It's just legendary. Jim Morrison, of course, living down there too. Songs written about that store at the bottom of Laurel, at the bottom of uh, there in Laurel Canyon. Not the bottom of Laurel Canyon, but near it. And all the musicians up there, Joni Mitchell. So anyway, let's listen to more Joni Mitchell. Let's listen to more Ladies in the Canyon, but let's listen to Dwight Yoakam doing Suspicious Minds. You're going to love it. It'll get you up dancing around, toe-tapping, I guarantee. Whether your name is Tony or Jimmy, it'll get you up there, toe-tapping. You'll be able to see Jim and I Thursday night at 7 o'clock, live in the room or on Zoom. I said Billy Idol. Well, no, hold on. White Wedding was Billy Idol. It's, I said... I thought I said that. All right, Billy Idol, Billy Joel. Who cares anymore? Uh, <laughs> it's all Billy Roll to me. So you'll be able to see us Thursday night at 7 p.m. Come on down, live in rumor on Zoom, uh, bringing your New Year's us. We will be back tomorrow at 2 p.m., live from a park in Tempe, shoving Beast Burgers in our mouth. You've been watching Living on a Thin Line. Bye-bye.